This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Independence Day is often thought of as a potential inflection point for the markets because of its timing within such an important window for the growing season. This year, it seems that the seasonal tendencies will be given less weight, while the crop reports will have even greater bearing on the market direction. Traders already have high anticipation for the USDA balance sheet update that comes out Wednesday next week. After this next WASDE report is released, marketing decisions will depend on whether soybean prices can make a run toward all-time highs and whether corn can hold support above various long-term lows. Market action over the first half of next week will reflect the settings of expectations for the July WASDE, which will center around whether the USDA revises corn and soybean yields. In 2019, the USDA lowered the corn yield estimate by 10 bushel per acre in June, but left it unchanged at 166 bushel per acre in July. The government analysts did not change soybean yield that June, but they did lower it by one bushel to 48.5 bushel on the July report. Outside of 2019, it has not been since 2012 that the USDA made yield adjustments on the July WASDE. That year, corn yield was cut by 20 to 146 bushel per acre, and the soybean yield dropped 3.4 to 40.5 bushel per acre on the July report. This year is not 2012, but it is also not a normal year for weather by any stretch, so stresses on the crops to date should necessitate a yield adjustment on this July report. Because the USDA uses weather-adjusted trend models to estimate yield for the July update, it should stand to reason that adjusting for weather through this point in the season would be expected to produce yield estimates that are different, lower than the same ones calculated by the model for the last two monthly reports, which are also the same as what were produced for the USDA Outlook form back in February. It would make sense this year's numbers would change given the previous example of 2012 when the July crop report included text from the USDA explaining that yields were lowered in reflection of the rapid drop in crop conditions since early June and the latest weather data. There is doubt about the predictive nature of early crop ratings and final yield outcomes, but they are still widely accepted as being helpful for comparing crop conditions over time. In a recent video recorded by USDA NAS, they say that it's not always about just the actual number that gets published, but it really has a lot to do with comparing it to the numbers across time, and so looking at how the progress or condition ratings have changed week by week throughout the season is important. But also comparing to the same week in previous years really tells you about what is happening with these crops and how it varies over time, unquote. Over the course of the last few months this year, there have been double-digit declines for corn and soybeans, good to excellent ratings, and compared with other years, crop stores have fallen to their worst levels since 1988. July 2nd corn and soybean crop condition ratings, 51 and 50% good to excellent, were well below last year's 64 and 63% when the final corn yield was 173.3 bushel per acre and soybeans were 49.5. Condition ratings are expected to improve slightly Monday. Recent range should have mostly stabilized crop conditions. The USD started off with the place holding record yields of 181.5 for corn and 52 bushel per acre for soybeans in their initial balance sheet workup. Crop condition ratings are far below what would appear justified to reach those record yields. 
As things stand now, crop condition ratings are well below last year's, while the USDA's working yield is far above last year's. USDA should bring yields down in the July WASDE report. The question is by how much. The USDA has great latitude in how it can approach this, and the trade will be guessing what USDA will do. There is likely a difference where current yields are and what USDA will report. We are skeptical that condition ratings can exceed last year's, so logically it should be difficult for the final crop yield to exceed last year's as well. USDA has its own logic, however. July is the peak month for moisture usage for corn. What recent rain did was allow corn to pollinate, even if only five feet tall. Cooler temperatures are a significant benefit to these crops as well. Most forecasts extreme heat is now limited to the Cotton Belt region. This should avert the Corn Belt crop from being a 2012-like disaster, but doesn't appear to have the saving power of a 1992. Some improvement is likely from recent rains, but rains were not a game-changer yet, mostly just stabilizing condition. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.